Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with Karen Cassian, my co-host, and today we're pleased to welcome with us Kim Kitchen. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Thanks Thank you for, for joining us, Kim. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. Kim is a multimedia artist. She's also a settler, an activist, a feminist, a mother now crone. And she has said she desires to live art daily in collaboration with she who nurtures, nourishes, and sustains. And what do you mean by settler? Well, I'm a, I'm a visitor on this land. You know, I, generations, only two generations before me came from Belgium and Italy and Sicily and Scotland. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a guest. Okay. We should all think that way. I'm pleased to meet you again. I met you previously on September the 6th when I went to an artist talk along with my husband at the Chapel Gallery. I had actually lapsed as a Mac member and decided to go back and I was looking at the events and saw that you were giving a talk. And um, that talk was called Able to Disable My Changing Landscape. And I was really moved by your uh, story and I thought it should be shared broadly. So uh, we'll get a bit into that, but could we talk first a bit about how you came to art or how art came to you and when it did? Hmm. Well, when I was very young, I mean, let's face it, when you're in high school, nobody really, you know, says to you, this is an option in your life, you know, this is, you could go to school and develop this stronger. And yeah, so it's always really been with me. And then I worked in frontline in sexual violence in Canada for uh, 26 years. And so I was really... uh, using art as a medium for people to tell their stories. You know, most people uh, don't use language as a way to express. So using art just really fit in helping people access, you know, the violence in their lives and to tell that story. Yeah, and and, and from there, you know, art has just, I've just always accessed that in myself. And then as I got older and my children were at an age where they didn't, you you know, kind of need mama at home, I applied and went to White Mountain Academy in Elliott Lake that had just opened. Tell us about that. Well, you know, yeah, it was just this incredible experience, a fabulous school. Um, Unfortunately, it, you know, it just didn't have the support of of City Hall and and kind of the culture there. But we, it, it was an integrated program of Indigenous art, craft, and history. Um, so you took painting and clay studio and printmaking, but we were also going out into the bush. We collected our, our clay from a riverbed. We did our first firing in a pit fire with that clay, the things we made. We um, cut down our own trees to uh, make our own snowshoes. So it was just this really, really inspiring time for me. Um, so I did the two-year program. And then I I moved uh, to Asterville, just outside of North Bay, and had a a dream studio, 
You had um, a place called the Swamp. Yes, it was very near and dear to us. It was, was it 17 low? acres. Was it low? It was oh. low. It was low, but, you know, it was the habitat of moose, wolf, and bear. We never had deer on our property, you know. They like swamp, of course, the yes. others. The marsh marigolds in the spring were uh -huh. so beautiful to see open up. May apples. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I was working at my practice there. Um, I was working in the studio. I, I paint, I was painting at that point and I was selling work, but I was also making bodies of work for exhibition. You know, I love the research part of that and all, and the process, right? You've been Where, very thoughtful as an artist all along. Mm, Guiding you. you, right? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Want to expand on that? Well, it seems to me you have this idea about looking at nature closely and, and revering it as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the feminine form. I know you did one exhibition on uh, breasts, for, mm -hmm. for, as a matter of fact. And to me, it was very um, evocative of loss and and pride in the body as well. Mm -hmm. and, and the landscape as body, you know, I mean... This was my first solo show uh, when I graduated White Mountain, and so I spent a, an entire year working on this. It was it was titled "Extinction Breast Loss," and you know the visuals of how many millions and millions of women are on the planet without breasts, or one, or pieces missing, right? And and so I was inspired to you know talk to women who had gone through this experience, and. Uh, and just like create visuals, because I feel like, you know, we may know this factually, but we don't have a visual mm -hmm. of what that looks like. Because, you know, mainstream media uses our breasts to sell everything from lawn implements to tractors to, to everything, right? And so this thought in my mind was, you know, will they continue doing this even when most of us have no breasts. Mm -hmm. So I invited, you know, women in the community of Elliott Lake. I, I was connected with the uh, breast cancer support uh, group through their president. And, and she, you know, she said to me, I, I don't know if you'll get women who will volunteer because I wanted them, I wanted to do casts from their neck to their belly. Um, and then, and then, and then these do the molds and then cast from that to really give a visual experience. And two days after I asked her if she would take this letter to the group and, and read it and ask for models, I had the uh, I had the 12 women I needed. I mean, they were so inspired to do it because, you know, the night before their surgery, most of them had told me that they'd asked in the hospital to see images and there were no images. Right. They wanted to know what they were going to look like in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. after the surgery. Right. So that I created this body of work yeah. of, of, a, of a variety of things. You had a long career um, as an artist doing those uh, kinds of work. But then in 2015, you had the diagnosis. Would you talk about that? Yes. So rheumatoid came to me and I I don't say rheumatoid arthritis because that was the you know, the name was wrongly given. Rheumatoid is a disease that affects all the parts of your body. You know, arthritis is just one part of it. And it came on ferociously. I was bedridden for three years, uh, you know, and here I was living out in the bush. We had created our, our, you know, farming practices and, 
And you now my husband. Autoimmune disorder? Yes, autoimmune, okay. right? And 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 no treatments. I was seeing a rheumatologist, a wonderful man who I've I'm just so fond of, and um, a Sudbury boy in in Barry, you know, and nothing was working. Um, they, you try a lot of different medications, don't they? Well, you have to go through, you know, so insurance will cover, right? So you have to start off on one. And by the time I made it to 12 different treatments and nothing was working, I mean, you're really on this wheel of uh, of kind of being a guinea pig, right? That must have been really discouraging. It is, and some of them made me very ill, right? So, And you have to stay on them for a certain amount of time, like usually, you know, four to six weeks, even if it is making you ill, so that the insurance company knows you did this and it didn't work, right? It's, is it genetic? Or? Um, you know, sometimes it is, but it, it's not in my family, and mine showed up in my blood. And even now, after all the treatments I've had, which is rituxan, it's a form of chemo that was developed in the in the eighties for lymphoma. That is finally what gave me my mobility back, and they were infusions I would go to. Uh, you know, every every six months, I'd get two seven-hour infusions. You made good use, though, of your time in bed when a good friend of you gave you a gift. Yeah, Can you talk she, about that? Yeah, she brought me this high-end audio recorder, Zoom, and she said, Kim, you know, maybe you could just talk about the experience you're having and gather sounds from the swamp. And because um, we had this beautiful screen porch, I could no longer navigate, of course, outdoors. I was completely... They brought a bed down, you know, onto the main floor. And yeah, so I did that. I did that for two years. Wow. Um, spoke into this recorder daily. Became like such a lovely ritual to my day. Did that save you, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, part, it was just this part of expression. And, and, and when I started recovering, we decided that we would sell the swamp and move into town for support and accessibility, right? Like something we'd never, we hadn't been urban, urban kind of dwellers for many years. So it was, you know, huge shifts. We're going to talk more with you about what happened as a result of that, uh, those sound recordings. But right now we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Kim Kitchen. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here with Karen Cassian, my co-host, and our guest today is Kim Kitchen, a multimedia artist who's talking to us about her, the product, or is going to talk to us, I hope, about the product of her bedridden years. What came out of that, Kim, after all of that, so those we, recordings? You know, we left the swamp and we moved into this lovely little home that we made accessible. And and I was feeling well enough. I thought, you know, I'm going to apply for a grant with the Ontario Arts Council to get some mentorship. And uh, and and so Darren Copeland, who lives in South River. He's been a guest here on Arts R Us wonderful. in February of this year, 2022. Wonderful. And we, we really promote NASA. We think it's a wonderful yes, it enterprise. Yes, yeah, it <laughs> certainly is. So he came every two weeks. And um, the idea was we, we pulled out all of the audio recordings I made. And he was teaching me, you know, all kinds of things. And from that, you know, he said, this is really quite a story. Like we could, you know, you could compose something here. 
So I did. I spent the next two years working on Able to Disable My Changing Landscape, a spoken word soundscape that resides on my website for all to access. And I believe that people should. It's really wonderful. It's not only a visual, it has visuals, but it also is available with a sangling, American Sign Language. Yes. Yes. So my goal now is to make all my work as inclusive as possible. Of course, you know, there's always steps to that. It doesn't happen at the beginning, so I had to reapply for funding to get my spoken sound soundscape um, translated, closed caption, so, so it became a film. You're right. And it sits on my website for all to use. That's, and it's really wonderful, I would say. I would think it a really lot of people... You, didn't it? Oh, it did. I, I had a mother who had, at that time, we called it rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. And... Um, was very severely uh, affected by it, but she had uh, uh, no, been diagnosed at 17 and had it her entire life. So, but I understand the ups and downs of it, the challenges, and there's an amount of depression that happens as well because of the, and the you know, the challenge, physical challenges. Well, there's so much grief, right? I mean, everything is changing. Loss, it changes yes. overnight. And yeah. how did it change your heart? Well. You, you know, had to give up a lot of what your physical things. No, exactly. Like you're just kind of in this place of trying to survive it because the, you know, the pain. I mean, you go from being, you know, a bushwoman to now being in bed and in, you know, such pain every day. People toileting you. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's shocking, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, once I got kind of through that initial phase and started understanding that rheumatoid was a whole other, you know, thing that I had really no idea about. Was it sudden or is it serious? Total sudden. Wow. Totally it's sudden. Really shocking. Yeah, yeah. And so my art, you know, I, I wasn't sure I was even going to be able to do anything again, mm -hmm. you know, in that time. But as the rituxin really started working for me, like I went into that, you know, into that infusion in a wheelchair and I walked out wow. like that quickly. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, in between the infusions, by the fifth month, I was in decline. I was in a wheelchair again. And then I would have the infusion in the sixth month, and I would be walking So again. you could tell it was working. <laughs> no, yeah, it worked, like, immediately, right? And, and so I did that for three years, and by the third year, I took a break because I wasn't in decline anymore. And I've gone, I went three years without an infusion. I just had another infusion last October. Right. So it's really like not only worked, but yes. changing yeah, your system it, itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. So I realized every, it was all about strategizing energy and focus. You know, my I, I can, I no can longer, do this much work. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every I, day. Yeah. I like, can do this so much, little. Yeah. But not that anymore. No. Yeah. Like, you know, all yeah. the household chores I no yeah. longer do. I get up, I make art. That's oh. the goal. Yeah. You know, Um. And so my art changed in the sense of I only do one painting a year, you know, and I paint big. Mm -hmm. I kind of brought them down and smaller in size. Um, sculpture for me is just really difficult, so I don't really do that much anymore. But now I work in a teams. And, and this was a whole transition as well, right? When you're working solo in your studio as an artist. And, and now, you know, I was hiring technicians and artists, sound engineers and, and videographers and photographers. 
So that was a huge uh, learning in my process. But North Bay has this incredible arts community to draw from of, you know, beautiful humans that I work with now. I was going to say, when you're going through something like that, having all those people around you is a really good thing, too. Friends and family, yes. you, d- you, d- you really yes. d- you depend on them. Yes, it becomes interdependent. I mean, you know, one of the greatest projects I've worked on in my life is all around fungi and lichen. And it's beautiful. Thank it's you. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Those that are work. photographs. Yes, yeah. but I did full bodies of lichen, yeah. so I would do, you know, these these molds of of bodies, and then I would cast them in uh, in lichen, wow. yeah. <laughs> which that's is all cool. about interdependence, right? Yeah. That that's how they live. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I'd had that learning kind of impacted in my brain and that this now, you know, so I have to be able to articulate when I say I'm a disabled artist and I, you know, I say that, I say that joyfully, really, because I think, you know, we're not that there yet. We're not, we're not really doing well at inclusion. So when I say I'm a disabled artist, it means I also have to articulate what my needs are um, very clearly for my team. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a great exchange of learning because they're learning about how to support an artist who has disabilities. Right. It's been a win win. Mm-hmm. Been really incredible. That's cool. I would say you have some hopes for other people uh, in doing the work that you do as well. What would you like people to understand about the misconceptions and the possibility of doing art when you have a, a disability? Well, you know, the socialization around illness and disability just has to change. Like, uh, you know, that is still ongoing, right? And so when we become ill with something so chronic, it's always about what haven't you done? What, you know, what didn't you eat? What doctor didn't you see? Instead of realizing we're molecules and this stuff happens, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just happens right Mm -hmm. whether we're looking at fungi or leaves on a tree some leaves don't make it through to fall Mm -hmm. you know there is like this there's all this stuff going on in the natural world that normalizes what we go through but is it normal for humans to think okay what caused this like that yeah no i you know yeah yeah, like this search no just happens right and and so you know my work now i mean it's always been based on social justice right and now my focus, having the experience that I've had, is really striving to make inclusive space. Like, we just have to do better as organizations, as artists. So part of the work that's on exhibit now in North Bay at the WKB Kennedy Gallery, the Capitol Center, uh, it's open Tuesdays to Fridays, 12 to 4. Um, and they have the odd Saturday, really need to check their website for that, um, is a body work I've been working on for three years. The Canada Council of the Arts uh, granted me the, uh, an award to do this. And it is uh, film, a 16-minute film, and a soundscape that goes along with it that is six channels, so six speakers where you hear different things out of those speakers. So we created like a little cinema and then these very large photographs taken of me out on the south shore of Lake Nipissing. It's called to reconvene the shoreline. You know, this place where all things converge, right, and transform and change. And that's what I feel like my process has been and will continue to be, as it is with all of us, right? 
So these large photographs I had printed on, on, on eco-polyester, a fabric all made out of recycled bottles. And I worked with this company in Montreal. I mean, the photographs that, tr- that are on these, these banners are just incredible with detail. I'm looking at one of them. Yeah, it's just beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And they're like eight feet in length, oh, wow. 48 inches across. And then there's a couple mixed media pieces in the show that really talk about, um, I call it a memory cord. And I macrame. I hadn't macrame since I was 12. But you know this feeling of like weaving and mending and, and, and your hands doing that. That's right. And then I took this, I, I went and I bought a baby book at Valley Village, this huge baby book, names from all over the world and cultures. And and I was feeling like, you know, all the people that touch our lives, whether we know them for a second or longer, right? But we're constantly having these engagements of of kindness and compassion. And and so I I made these templates of leaf species from about the world and I cut them out of this baby book pages filled with names right and then I used embroidery thread and I and I threaded all these leaves from this macrame cord and just to really symbolize how you know we pattern ourselves off of all the people we meet and who touch us right it sounds fascinating. I urge people to get there. I hope to get there. And it ends on October the... October 28th. 28th. Yes. And that's right on the main street, right? The, that is, gallery. It, it is yeah. on the main yeah. street, yeah. yes. And the week of the 17th, I note the gallery is closed. October 17th, that week, the gallery is closed. Because along with Creative Industries, who have funded this these sessions we're having in the, at the Kennedy Gallery... Um, we're doing two days where we've invited 12 individuals from our community who are all disabled. And they'll have a private session with the Disability Collective who we've hired to come up from Toronto. And our goal is to is outreach, to speak to people in our community who are disabled, who tell us how we do better, how we do better as galleries, as art organizations, and how we make mo- our work more inclusive. And then on the Thursday is a three-hour workshop for artists to learn how to make their work more inclusive. And on Friday, it's a two-hour workshop for organizations to attend. Wow, yeah, wonderful. it's like the icing on the cake that has mm-hmm. come from this work. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we can only say bravo at Carry On. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that I like what you said. I, I believe it was in your soundscape. I am simply transforming just as we see in the natural world. It's going to be okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank and I you. hope everything is okay. Yeah. Thank you really so nice much. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, Kim Kitchen in the studio is my website. I'm on Facebook. Um, there's Kim Kitchen on Facebook and Kim Kitchen in the studio. So please come and join me. And thank you so much for having me. Our this pleasure. is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. With everything. Great. Yeah. Uh, turning to different kinds of arts. Have the, what's going on in performing arts, Karen? Well, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has an exciting lineup, uh, fall lineup. Oh, a lot of them are out at Deerhurst. Uh, Blue Rodeo is coming October 20th and 21st. The uh, All Abilities Dance Crew, October 26th. That's at the Algonquin Theatre. Serena Riders at Deerhurst, November 19th. 
the Nutcracker is coming to the Algonquin Theater, and that's uh, November 26th. There's two shows, a matinee and an evening performance. Um, December 1st, Blackie and the Rodeo Kings. Uh, December 2nd, Matt Dusk sings Sinatra. Uh, December 9th and 10th, Hawksley Workman. Uh, and I'll leave it there. Um, there's lots more happening in the new year. Um, also, the the Huntsville Theatre Company uh, has a production coming out at the Algonquin Theatre, Little Women, and that's on from October 20th to the 22nd. There's a matinee in there, too, for people who don't want to go out at night. So there's lots happening. Um, check it out. Check out the Huntsville uh, Theatre website. I think it's huntsvilletheatre.com. Uh, and then the festival um, is huntsvillefestival.ca. So in terms of the visual arts, uh, the, Hunt the Huntsville Art Society has um, Tim Lapp showing a photography show in Partners Hall currently, and it's called Patagonia, Images from the Edge of the Earth. Lovely, black and white photos. The Art Society is also presenting Jory, I'm sorry, uh, Christina McBean at the library, Huntsville Library, with uh, wood blocks, prints, lithographs, and a few paintings. Also, Hosp uh, Huntsville, um, sorry, Hospice Huntsville has... Um, showing this month, Brenda Turner. And uh, Muskoka Arts and Crafts has a, a nice show on right now by the Brown Baggers, and that exhibition is on until the 22nd of October. And that's quite a number of artists. I think she, that we were told 30 artists are involved in that. There's lots also happening at MuskokaArtsandCrafts.com. So you just check their website because they have their holiday market coming up uh, on November the 25th to the 27th, and that is at the Legion. There's also, as we know, the artist talks that Kim was part of, and there was an entrepreneur series, and there's so much happening at MAC, so check that out. I think if you see a purple banner out, you'll know that Art Trail Muskoka is still happening. Mm -hmm. There could be a few banners out still through this fall season. The Arts Loop around Lake of Bays is also in effect. And coming up is the end of the exhibition at the um, Art Centre in Algonquin Park. That'll end on October 16th, and that was about the birds of Algonquin. Also, the Al Algonquin Room Gallery in the Visitor Centre has Mystery of the Park, and that's the East Central Ontario Art Association. Uh, remember that a portion of each sale is dedicated to the Friends of Algonquin Park, and they're usually there around this time of year every year, so that's nice. And lastly, I just want to shout out again to NASA, nasa.ca in South River. They also have wonderful installations there, and check out their website, nasa.ca. And Kim Kitchen in the studio.com. Yes. That's our thanks guest today. Thanks again for joining us. Yes, yeah. thanks so much. Mm, pleasure. We're us wrapping up for Arts or Us today. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.